Welcome, Bird Gang. No, it wasn't a dream. J.J. Watt did indeed sign with the Cardinals. It's official, including his introductory press conference. On today's show, why Watt chose the Cardinals and what that choice means for the Cardinals. But first, we're talking numbers. One number to be specific. It's Cardinals Cover 2, episode 399, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2 with Craig Grigalou and Mike Jarecki. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Murray rolls to the right, throws near side, defense caught, and he's into the end zone for the touchdown. Here's Craig Grealoux and Mike Jarecki. Well, you often hear winning the press conference, and MJ, what we just watched and heard, J.J. Watt's introductory press conference, he spoke for 25 minutes, took a number of different questions on a number of different topics, but very impressed, and I don't think we shouldn't have been or shouldn't have expected that, but very impressed, and that's what he spoke, Bergang, is what they mean by saying winning the press conference. And he really didn't have to worry about that, but that's just his personality. I mean, well-rounded, um, you know, you look at the uh, the career and he's, you know, when you peel the curtains back a little bit, he, he's also humbled. It's just where, you know, where he's at in his career. But um, yeah, I, you know, you, you want to see a guy that's excited to be here. And we know a lot of times it's, you know, about the money. And then he talked about so many other things though. And, yeah, the money's great and the fit's great, but it was more about relationships and culture. And he wants to be here to get this thing turned around. And, you know, he had choices out there, you know, Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers. You know, you, you look at the Tennessee Titans, a team on the rise under Mike Vrabel. He got a good defense. And, you know, you, you pair him up with Clowney. And then you look at the Browns and, you know, he didn't have a lot of relationships there, but – you know, obviously they're doing a good job. So he had a lot of options. And, and again, this came out of left field and the stories he told about how it all went down with the, with the, the jerseys and the t-shirts and now it, you know, you, you, you see him from afar and you're impressed, but when you hear him talk for 25 minutes and all kinds of questions, I mean, he's kind of like the Renaissance man. It was a fascinating watch and listen. And Bergen, go to azcardinals.com for more. We'll touch on a number of what he had to say here in this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. We'll get to the why, but first things first, because this, it typically happens, but numbers, jersey numbers, uniform numbers seem to take on a life of its own and always becomes, if not topic number one, topic number two or three. It was not the first question asked. It was, however, the fourth question asked. What number would J.J. Watt wear? And in fact, to be completely honest, this was a decision made ahead of the press conference. The Arizona Cardinals tweeted out a video, short video clip, of Watt and Chandler Jones in the weight room at the facility and with the heading 55 and 99. And it was Chandler Jones. Hey, let's give Chandler Jones some credit here. He broke the news because he asked, what number are you going to wear? And Watt explained that he is going to wear 99. He was given that blessing. The Cardinals have number 99 retired. 
Marshall Goldberg, four-time All-Pro halfback in the 1940s, part of the 1947 championship team, served in the U.S. Navy during World War II. But as we talked about, that number was retired, and it was, I don't even think, a consideration until Watt said he woke up this morning, saw the TMZ report that Marshall Goldberg's daughter said, if asked, yes, it would be okay with us if J.J. Watt would wear 99, it would be an honor for us if he wore that number. And then Watt saw that and said he had, a, had to hear it for himself. So he picked up the phone, talked with Goldberg's daughter, and, quote, we had a great conversation. She believed her father would be honored. I'm very honored and touched by that. And he added he'd also be making a donation to the fund his family, the Goldberg family, is part of but that big question now has been answered it's been settled number 99 for 10 seasons with the houston texans that will continue for however long he plays for the arizona cardinals i mean he he said that you know he wanted to reach out you know he he obviously has been in the around the media a long time he wanted to make sure that was accurate i mean tmz is is obviously breaks a lot of news and you know give them credit for thinking about that and they reached out to her and what a, what a classy family. Um, that's remarkable. I mean, yesterday I'm thinking, you know what, um, there's other numbers out there and you start thinking what number is he going to pick, but give the family a ton of credit. And obviously Watt wanted to speak to the daughter to get her clearance and her approval. And just like JJ Watts done it his entire career and he'll make a donation and he gets back to the community, whether he's playing here um, or a different city. So just, just a really classy move on both parts. And it certainly sounds like, MJ, that this was not something that he asked ahead of time or the organization brought to him. He had basically said that he looked at the Cardinals roster from last season, saw that 99 was available and said, all right, I guess I'll still wear 99. But then was told by his friend that, no, it's retired. So at that point, he was like, all right, I got to start looking at other options. And it was only until that TMZ story that all of a sudden the door was cracked open for him to continue to wear 99. So this wasn't him seeking it out. This wasn't an offer by the Cardinals. This really, the Marshall Goldberg family, credit them for making this possible. And now all of a sudden, I think you have a nice relationship. And it's a wonderful story now to not only have Watt wear 99, but get Marshall Goldberg and that family back in the spotlight after a very successful career on and off the field. Oh, this will be a story that's told the entire season. And, you know, the Cardinals do a great job when it comes to their press releases and their media media guide. And and that will be in there because, you know, uh, normally this wouldn't happen. Um, If, you know, he had to pick the Cardinals for these even conversation to come up. So, yeah, I, like I said, just classy on both parts, and I'm glad it worked out. Um, but what you were saying is he would have taken any number at that point. Um, you know, once he zeroed on the Cardinals, that's when he went to the website and checked out the roster, and he went from there. But, yeah, it sounds like his friends kept him in the loop on a lot of good things. Yeah, let's get into that because that was fascinating. And it's great to hear because, you know, you can they say you can count the number of your friends, good friends, on one hand. And J.J. Watt was quick to reference a number of his high school friends, Doug, Joe, Evan. Well, one, it was Evan who told Watt that number 99 was retired. But Doug and Joe, these two individuals, let's talk about this because 
we're seeing more and more athletes break their own news. And that's what J.J. Watts said. Let me control my own narrative. Let me control the message here. And it was fascinating because we saw the tweet, picture of him in Cardinals t-shirt. Folks, that was not photoshopped. J.J. Watt went on to explain that he had shirts ordered for each of the four or five teams that were still kind of in the running, but they were not ordered by him. They were ordered through Doug and Joe, his high school friends, looking on Amazon, their credit cards, to get these shirts shipped to J.J. Watt so no one could figure out, oh, J.J. Watt just ordered a Cleveland Browns T-shirt. Maybe that's an indication of where he's going. <laughs> By the way, one, it's a fascinating story, but well thought of, too, and certainly well executed because this was kept so quiet to allow Watt to break the news himself wearing a legitimate Cardinals T-shirt in that photo. Actually, Craig, I, I was thinking about this yesterday. I'm like, okay, did the Cardinals send him some gear in, in within 24 hours? Because we know, you know, CNFL, they can get stuff there shipped probably in 12 to 14 hours. But anyways, I'm thinking, okay, um, he didn't walk into a, uh, a sporting goods store because it's J.J. Watt. Maybe he could send his wife, but if she's in Chicago, she's a soccer player, professional soccer player. And then you're thinking, okay, if he orders it, it's gonna they're going to get his address and his credit card number. So then it's all it takes is one person – and shouldn't be allowed, but Amazon's going to say, hey, we sent them X amount of shirts, different, you know. So it was fascinating that there was a game plan behind what he was doing the entire time. Yeah, it's amazing what goes into the mind <laughs> of these athletes on how to try to keep things quiet. And I think a lot of it, MJ, was just over the number of days and weeks since that the news that he was getting released – you know, certain teams, you talked about it, the Packers, Bills, Browns, Titans, and Steelers. There may be a couple of others as well. Bottom line, all 32 teams, I'm sure, put in a call. I'm sorry, 31 teams put in a call to see if he was available. But as it got closer and closer for him to make his decision, realizing that the Cardinals were never talked about, he then said, you know what? I think there's a window here for me to make some news on my platform, my social media platform. Kudos to him because typically this, this is known days ahead of time. And now all of a sudden it's J.J. Watt breaking his own news, which, uh, look, you know, it, it's great for us working for the team. Maybe not so good for some of the media that covers the team. But uh, I love it when athletes take, uh, take it upon themselves to control the narrative, if you will. In this day and age, I'm surprised we don't see more of it. And sometimes, you know, you got to have an agent to kind of, you know, obviously be the, the hard negotiator, but, you know, it's 3%, but that's why you hire those guys to kind of be the, the guy that has to ask for the money. Now, I know we're are doing a podcast, but J.J. Watt was in different locations. You didn't know if he was in Chicago. Um, you know, clearly he didn't have anybody trailing him, was a private jet or anything, but he was taking these pictures of, like, where he was working out. And the latest one, Craig, was how he stacked the weights. <laughs> and people started saying bills on the bottom because the colors are red and blue. And then and all of a sudden the Steelers, the next set of weights were black and yellow. That's how people were trying to figure out which team he was choosing because he was so um, – 
subtweeting of where he was, but you didn't know. It's fascinating. It's just how people were trying to figure it out, and none of them knew it. Not even Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport. Nobody knew. And here's Steve Kime. Once he was released, got the film out and started watching, and Steve put a huge recording uh, process on him. But it was interesting just throughout the entire process, and I'm glad that he announced Source Me. That's an all-timer. It's funny you hear reading between the lines, and I think a lot of people are trying to do just that, trying to connect the dots. What is J.J. Watt tweeting? What is his wife tweeting? Where are they? What are they doing? And bottom line is they're just living their lives, and at some point they'll make a decision. But we're all – society right now is we need it now. We're not going to wait. What is your decision now? And it did maybe take a little bit longer than people anticipated or expected. But J.J. Watt, yes, is an Arizona Cardinal. And if you missed any of his press conference or many of the stories that we've talked about here, Darren Urban and Kyle Littergaard have done a great job on azcardinals.com. And, of course, if you want that information just in the palm of your hand, update to the latest version of the Cardinals mobile app today. The update features an all-new redesigned home screen experience. Visit azcardinals.com slash app for more. All right, we took care of the number discussion, a fascinating story. But the big question that everyone wanted to know, why the Cardinals? I think we can all assume when you hear Packers, Bills, Browns, Titans, Steelers, those teams all are playoff teams. Those are up-and-coming teams or teams that are just short of maybe a player or two. The Cardinals... Full disclosure, they're not there yet. You can't say that they are just one player away. But according to J.J. Watt, quote, signs kept pointing back down here regarding why the Cardinals. And there were a number of factors, but the biggest one, MJ, might be Kyler Murray. The biggest recruiting tool the Cardinals have right now is a young quarterback who has a skill set unlike any other quarterback in the National Football League. And when we heard that, and, you know, Ed Warner tweeted something out there yesterday, he took some heat. Why wouldn't he want to go play with Aaron Rodgers? Why wouldn't he want to go play with Josh Allen or Baker Mayfield or Ben Roethlisberger? Again, I do think relationships matter. Uh, He had intel. DeAndre Hopkins was here for for the last season. Uh, You think DeAndre is going to give him bad information? Hey, you know, there's other opportunities out there. We're close. And I think Hop feels that way. And I think the organization feels that way. And this team on paper should have won at least 10 games. That that roster was made for at least 10 wins. And yeah, we can get into what happened and what didn't happen. But and then you have Vance Joseph, who spent three years with him in Houston and under Wade Phillips, which they play a similar defense. That was another attractive thing. And then we find out today on Sirius, Jonathan Joseph, who joined the Cardinals late in the year. He was active the first week he was here and how he's been talking to J.J. Watt about Vance Joseph and how much he's um, added to the defense. And so he's comfortable there. And then we know Chandler Jones was reaching out to him through direct messages. Um, And you got to think that the Cardinals had other people. We don't know the names, but he said he heard from a lot of different people that were trying. So I do think recruiting is part of it. At the end, it's always about fit and asking price. And he they, he they check both of those boxes. And Craig, I really feel in his career right now, going to be 32, married, 
Nothing against those other cities. I grew up in Buffalo, great blue collar town. They love their Bills and Sabres. Same for Cleveland, same for Pittsburgh. You know, Green Bay, we've covered games up there. It's a little bit different when you get to November and December. I really think the weather, you know, when you wake up in the morning, your bones feel if you're in the cold weather. I think that may have been maybe the fifth or sixth thing, but I think he really wanted to go to Arizona to kind of start his new career. And he didn't maybe want to go somewhere else where, you know, I'm playing with my brothers, it's a little bit different. I think he wanted a fresh start with nothing else tied to it besides relationships, and he trusts what he's hearing. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, that offense, the familiarity with Vance Joseph and the defense he's runs. And then, oh, yeah, you brought it up. Here's the quote from J.J. Watt. The weather. I'm not going to lie to you. It's nice when it's 65 and sunny when I woke up this morning. End quote. As you get older, that plays a factor. You don't want to have to go out and shovel snow or have to deal with the rain, a hurricane, a tornado, whatever it might be. Yes, it gets hot here. It gets real hot. But ask anyone. My guess is about 90, 95%. I'd rather deal with the extreme heat than the extreme cold. And, you know, clearly he asked about Kingsbury, and, and, and I'm sure the players he spoke to said he's a player's coach. You know, and, and the meeting's not going to be very long. Now, there's an accountability where you better do your job. Um, you know, the staff as a whole, I mean, the fact that Brinson Buckner is really excited about J.J. Watt, who wouldn't be? We know, you know, they got a good staff with Charlie Bolin and then uh, Billy Davis in the secondary. So, I mean, it just it seemed like everything connected, and – you know, I, I just look at, he looks like a natural born leader. When, he, when I hear him speak, I mean, he's been in the spotlight for a long time, but the way he was talking about the way he practices and the way he hits the weight room, I mean, again, he's going to be a new guy in the locker room, but he's got skins on the wall. That's called credentials. People, people know who he is, just like in Kyler Murray walked in there as a rookie. They knew who he was. So he's going to get respect. And, and, and he's going to push guys. I mean, when we talk about these penalties, yeah, he, he plays on defense. And if they get a 15-yard penalty where it didn't need to happen, he's going to let people know. But if the, if the offense is, is getting penalties, I think, you know, hey, let's clean this stuff up. Again, you got to know your boundaries. But he's a natural-born leader just listening to him for 25 minutes today. By the way, real quick, as an aside, what did you make or what was your reaction just seeing him you know, in front of a Cardinals backdrop, wearing the Cardinals logo on his chest for the first time ever. I mean, it, it set in, you know, yesterday afternoon, just because you saw the national stuff and their reaction was similar to us, you know, wow, stunner, shocker. I mean, I, I, I when Emmett Smith was here, it, it, they were in the closet, okay? And that, that was weird for me. Edron James, that was kind of weird for me. Kurt Warner, you know, Alan Fanica, those are all Hall of Famers. So, yeah, it, it's it's different, but I'll tell you what, he looks good in that red. He really does, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the bird on the side and the 99. He's big, too. He's 6'5". He's, he's in great shape. Now, like I said, I think it's a great signing for, for J.J. Watt, and I think it's an excellent signing for the organization you know, people are going to bring up the money, but let's let the dust settle and see what the numbers are. I got to think it's really incentive laden. Um, we know he played over a thousand snaps last year. According to ESPN stats and info, 
He faced the most double teams in the NFL 30% of the time. They're going to move him around. I love the uh, the question, where do you see yourself playing or what kind of where are you going to line up? He said, I'll line up wherever they put me. So that means he's going to move around like Aaron Donald did under Brandon Staley, who now is the head coach with the Los Angeles Chargers. So I'm just, his answers, like, they're right on cue. Like, I was just thoroughly impressed, like, with his presentation and how he goes about things. And he said earlier in his career, you know, he led by example. But if anybody wants to learn, hey, he's there to help them. And if you're Zach Allen, Rashard Lawrence, Lucky Fotu, I mean, you got to be a sponge for those guys. Yeah, he said he was an example-only guy early in his career. Now he's matured, and he's going to teach and pass along some of that knowledge to the young players. And you just mentioned a handful of them right there. they got to be loving this as far as being able to learn under the direction of a J.J. Watt, much like Larry Fitzgerald in that wide receivers room. you got to be a fool not to ask questions to these players who have been there and done that, and not just done it, but done it on an – on a level that many players, almost all players, never get to. You can make the case right now, even if Fitz does come back, J.J. Watt is the most accomplished player in that Cardinals locker room. And that, and that's saying something. Yes, he's going to be 32, but just hearing him and the, rea- the, the look on his face didn't sound like someone that is, hey, you know, I'm just here. It's Arizona. I'm winding down my career, and then we'll see what happens coming this season. No. He's willing to put in the work, quote, we have one goal in mind, end quote. And he's talking about championships, not next year, the year after that, this year, 2021. You're exactly right. That's Those are great observations. And, you know, how many years, Craig, do, uh, we've been doing the show for a couple of years now, but, you know, we've done the Red Sea before, before we both got hired full time. And, and I always mention, and don't, the Geno Atkins, the Fletcher Cox, you know, the defensive tackles were when you game plan, it changes everything. And the Cardinals have one. And the, probably the closest thing they had one prior was Clayus Campbell. And he decided at, at the age of 31, he wanted to be the face of the franchise. You don't hear that from J.J. Watt. He goes to Jacksonville, didn't think he would see his fourth year, and then he goes to Baltimore on a trade. So I think this is the closest thing where he, he you know, he may get double teamed, but that means somebody else is going to be free. And so, you know, if the fact that they're going to move him around, that's music to my ears. And again, don't mean to be redundant. You know how I feel about sacks. They're great. Hurries, pressures, and knockdowns. And he talked about that today. And that rush defense should be vastly improved. Quote, a lot, a whole lot, end quote, when he was asked how much he has left in the tank. Once again, does not sound like someone who is ready to wind down his career. And I think that is enormous. Now, look, we need to see it. We need to see it not just in September, but the entire season. Hopefully we see it for 16 Sundays this season. But I think more than anything is what he's going to mean into that locker room, not just defensively, but the entire team And I want to go back to this Kyler Murray discussion because I think this is important. When you look at the other teams and you talk about an Aaron Rodgers, a Baker Mayfield, Ben Roethlisberger, a Ryan Tannehill, he could have played with those quarterbacks. He chose to play with Kyler Murray. And I think that speaks volumes because we can say it 
any fan can say it, but what do your peers think of you? And at least from J.J. Watt, he thinks very highly of a very young quarterback. And he just got done playing with a really good quarterback. And so Hopkins had a set. I mean, Hopkins, to me, because he's been here. He was here for a year. and He just got traded last year. So I would think that, you know, he knows Chandler's obviously been here and he loves the organization. He knows they're going to do the right thing when it comes to acquiring players. But, you know, to me, the intel. And then Vance Joseph, these little things add up. Um, but forget, I, I forget think, forget about forget about the relationships because what what and Murray don't have a relationship outside no. of them meeting for the first time when Murray was a high school senior. So they're they don't know one another. But here you have a 10 year veteran saying he texted Kyler Murray, quote, I'm here because I believe in you. End quote. Forget about Hopkins, Chandler Jones, Vance Joseph. To me, it's what Kyler Murray means to this organization as a recruiting tool. Well, who do you think he got information from? He had to talk to Hop. What do you think about this guy? He had to talk to other people. I mean, just Hopkins saying, you know, um, we're close. That's not going to do it. I mean, he's got to believe in that. So you, that's why he talks. I know that I'm not, I'm not talking about the relationship here. I'm just talking about when it comes to where did he, where did he start to believe in what he was hearing? Somebody had to tell him this stuff. I'm sure Steve said, we got a dynamic quarterback, you know, that's I'm just saying somebody had to tell him this where he felt enough to come to Arizona. And, and to me, it's a new leash on his career. I mean, let's see, he gets this thing turned around. Um, you know, he, this could be a three-year deal at the, at the, at the end of the day. I mean, I just think somebody had to tell him these things where he had to believe it. I, I'm, the relationship stuff is he, at the end of the day, he had to make that decision though. Because he's getting pitched by these other teams and everyone is telling him how great it's going to be here in X city with X players. Yes. And it's what does JJ Watt believe in? And he believes in the Arizona Cardinals because it needs to be said repeatedly. This was not a trade. This was a signing, meaning JJ Watt chose to come to Arizona. Why did he choose? A number of factors but you have to have that belief in your yes. teammates. And the biggest teammate that he has is on the other side of the ball in Kyler Murray, because you can only go so far if you don't have a good quarterback. And at least in J.J. Watt's mind, the Cardinals have not just a good quarterback, but someone who's ascending and needs to take the next step for this organization to get to the next level. And that's exactly what Watt said early in his conversation or his comments about why he chose the Arizona Cardinals wanting to take this team to the next level. And I believe that. And I think he, he, he expressed that today. And the thing is, you know, they showed that video at the end of the season when him and Deion, uh, Deshaun Watson were walking off the field, he apologized to him. He said, we should have won nine or 10 games. I'm sorry. Well, he knows where the league is going. He knows that the dual threat quarterbacks is, is where the future is. And so he feels like, you know, whether it's this year or next year, the, you know, again, two-year contract could extend to three. He likes where they're at and he sees the talent. I mean, a young Buda Baker, Chandler Jones, yes, he's going to be 31, but the numbers that they both put up, there's equal respect there. You know, you got a young guy in Isaiah Simmons. I mean, no, I mean, he clearly did his homework. I can tell you that. Oh, I don't think there's any question about that as far as whether you do your own homework, you reach out personally, you have your friends do some digging and figure out, hey, is this legit? 
Am I just coming here? Can this team really make that next step and not just get to the postseason, but make a run in the postseason? And J.J. Watt, I think more than anything as far as, you know, his numbers or whatever, his decision to come to the Arizona Cardinals is enormous on what it tells everyone else around the National Football League about where this team is currently and where it's heading, not just within the NFC West, but the entire NFC. And I think that we don't, we cannot lose sight of that. Now, Bird Gang, you might not believe that, or you might have to wait and see it, but this is the first step, the belief, and then you put in the work to where you can have some success on Sunday. So this decision, a huge one by J.J. Watt. Craig, let me ask you this. Based on him getting released, and clearly there was nine to ten teams that were interested, and the Cardinals obviously were at the top uh, when he made his decision. Let's say I, I threw a question out there. If there's one guy that you wanted to sign in free agency, one guy, free agency, okay? He was a free agent. We know the free agency opens up. You know, yeah, there's always a price tag and there's a salary cap and it's going down. What player would you would you would have picked? I mean, and you could have said, Mike, it's not realistic for J.J. Watt to end up with the Cardinals when Chandler Jones is making $20 million. What is it a center? Was it besides resigning your own players? I don't know if they could have hit a home run better than this. This is a grand slam with the bases loaded. Yeah, and because he's available. Now, I think the easy answer and the name that immediately popped in my head just because – of what he did during the playoffs, but Shaq Barrett. Now there is not going anywhere. Exactly. There's no way that that, that's not a possibility because (laughs) if they can't deal, he's going to be franchise tag, but you're talking now you're right because let's talk free agents because technically no one is a free agent until March 17th. JJ Watt was because he was released. So that free agent market, as far as who you could sign, and still, even at the age of 31 going on 32, I still saw him listed among some of those analytical sites as being, you know, one of the top 10 at his position or top 20, 25, 30 across available free agents. Now, there's free agents and then free agents to be or to be expected. But, yeah, if possible, Shaq Barrett. But, again, that wasn't possible. To your point, this was, and the surprise is the choice that J.J. Watt made not that the Cardinals chose to go after JJ Watt and in Watts word put on a great recruiting pitch which was strong heavy and quote attacked from all angles no that's an easy choice for a team to make the more difficult choice is what JJ Watt did in saying I'm going to go forget within your own division I'm going to go to another conference on the opposite side if you will Texas to Arizona, but he hadn't been this far west. He's a Midwest guy, not a West Coast guy or Southwest. So this, I think we can't lose sight again. And I know I'm repeating myself, but I just think this means so much to what he, and then of course, what everyone else thinks of J.J. Watt to where now maybe you do have more players out there. Hey, you know what? I'm 30, 31, 32, 33. I'll take a one-year deal. I'm going to come to the Arizona Cardinals, help fill a need. And then we'll see what happens in 2022 and that offseason. This could be the crack of the door, if you will, to open up for other free agents, veteran free agents to come join the Arizona Cardinals. Couldn't agree more. And and if you're a guy that's a fringe player and and a backup, why wouldn't you want to come here? I mean, 
the fact is that you you hope to get playing time, but I, I, I think Arizona is a destination now. Is a guy 26 years old like Hassan Reddick? No, he needs to go out and find what he's worth. That's different. You get some guy 29, 30, and I know the Cardinals, you know, over the last couple of years, they really haven't gone after 33, 34, 35-year-old guys unless a punter or something like that. But I do think in players talk, when you when you hear about a player's coach, he doesn't waste your time in meetings. Um, he's very direct to the point um, that people talk. And so and why wouldn't you go there? I know Tampa is going to be a destination, but I, what you said earlier, I don't know if you, you, you said it just about, I don't think he wanted to be in the AFC. This is just me talking. I think he thinks, you know, listen, they had a huge lead against Patrick Mahomes and they lost. And Josh, to me, the NFC is wide open. Aaron Rodgers is not going to play forever. Breeze probably going to announce his retirement. Brady, yes, okay, a couple more years. You know, you know, Father Time catches up. Uh, he did. It seemed like a lot of those teams were in the AFC. The one being the Bills and Josh Allen, to where okay, you know, that might be get you closer to the Super Bowl, but then you still have the Kansas City Chiefs in your way, and yeah, those are all factors because if you're doing a pro and a con list about where you want to work. And that's basically what this is. Bird Gang, put yourself in J.J. Watt's shoes. Where do you want to work? And this is what you do. Hey, you know what? The weather goes in this column. Well, you know what? My competition goes in this column. And you keep going down the list, and then you rank your priorities. And, yes, money plays a factor. I'm not discounting that at all. But at the end of the day, J.J. Watt is no different than you and me, MJ. You want to win. You want to feel good at what you're doing feeling satisfied at the end of the day, or in the case of J.J. Watt and football players, on a Sunday, walk off that field with your head held high because you won. Not because, you know what, we lost another tough one, but you know what, I'm getting paid real nice, so that just takes everything away. I, I don't think athletes are wired that way. No, and Green Bay was on the list. They're in the NFC, but, you know, the weather. Um, I just think he's, he's put the reset button. He dealt with the culture in, in Houston last year. Nobody was happy, obviously, the you know, fire the coach and bring in a new general manager and everything else. He's, he's hitting the reset button, and he thinks his, he's got a lot of good years left. And listen, he, you know, injuries are part of the game, uh, but this is not Terrell Suggs. Suggs came in here at the age of 37, and – you know, he obviously, you know, had a Hall of Fame career in Baltimore. He thought he'd come home, be a good feel-good story. He didn't pan out. He played well in the first month of the uh, season. And then, you know, he's missing practice. And you'd see he had one foot in and one foot out. And they decided to release him. And he got a chance to play in the Super Bowl and all that. This is not the Thrug Sug signing. I guarantee this. Bird Gang, if you like what you're hearing, we recommend that you subscribe to Arizona Cardinals Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. That way you can listen to all of your favorite shows on the go, like Cardinals Underground, The Big Red Rage, The Cardinals Red Sea Report, and, of course, this show, Cardinals Cover 2. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcast for more information. Before we tap on out of here as far as this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, we're not going to know really as far as on the field what Vance Joseph does with J.J. Watt. And even if we do get a chance to hear from Coach Joseph in the next couple of days or weeks, there's just an idea how to best utilize him. But in some of the questions that were asked of what with respects to his role on the team, you brought up one, he'll line up wherever 
whatever it takes to help this team win. And then his big factor was when asked about where he can help the Cardinals, a very simple response. It's dominating, meaning his production on the football field. Of course, he has to stay healthy, but the sacks, the pressures, the knockdowns, the hurries, batting balls down at the line of scrimmage, everything that we know a J.J. Watt can do, do your job in the context of this defense, and the defense will be fine. We got a chance to do the Red Sea Report on Tuesday, and he played a couple highlights. He had a pick six, 40 yards. He had a scoop stumble for score. I mean, again, we watched highlights of J.J. Watt over the years. Craig, I really think this move, to bottom line this, I think this move was made so that they can try to win the division. If you want to get to the playoffs, we know getting into the wild card, that's great. They got up to a 2-0 start last year and they ended up losing four straight. They didn't have a great conference record. But if you win the division, you host a playoff game. That's got to be the goal. And I think adding him six games in the division is going to go a long way. If we're talking four and two, you know, split, depending on what other teams' records are and how good they are, four and two, that you flipped it. You flipped it from two and four to four and two. And I think this increases their chances to win the NFC West, if not compete until the last week of the season. Not a wild card berth, the division title. You mentioned beating the 49ers, beating the Seahawks, and then losing your next four within the division, and that is never good. And J.J. Watt is here to correct that. And also, well, he is going to be paired up with Chandler Jones, and I like what he had to say when asked about that pairing. Quote, I don't have to deal with the headache of blocking that. And I think that's a headache now, MJ, that offenses are going to be looking at not the week of they play the Cardinals. I'm talking about right now, especially as we just talked about within the division, if you are the 49ers, Seahawks, and Rams, especially the Seahawks, because we know Chandler Jones' success rate at getting to Russell Wilson. Now you got Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt attacking these quarterbacks in the NFC West. And I know Russell Wilson has uh, obviously been vocal about, you know, having some say. I got to think the Seahawks are going to try to improve that offensive line between now and week one. Yeah, you have to. And now it's that arms race, if you will, is what do you do? And then the counter move. And then this is the game that general managers play to, to, to have the best roster on the football field once the regular season begins. But I'm fascinated on how this is going to work because as Bertram Berry on the Red Sea Report says, you know, you can move J.J. Watt wherever. Do you put him and Chandler Jones together for a snap or two or a series or two, or do you keep them separated? I, I just, it's the stat that I've used a lot, but they are the top two sack artists since 2012. And now not only are they not on different conferences anymore, they're in the same division and on the same team to wreak havoc. I think it's going to be interesting when we get to the offseason after free agency in the draft and we start looking at, okay, how do the Cardinals um, offensive line stack up in the division against the other three? And then, you know, where are the Cardinals wide receivers compared to the other wide receivers in the division? And because, you know, DK Metcalf is not, he's an up and coming receiver. We know Tyler Lockett and then you throw in DeAndre Hopkins. I uh, look at the running backs, you know, 
And then who's got the better lines? Is it is it the you know is it the 49ers because they have five first round picks on there, maybe four now with DeForest Buckner. They get Bosa back. Um, you know, obviously Fred Warren is a really good linebacker. So it'd be interesting to just see. Um, clearly, you're you're trying to get better, but that's the, those are the, the three teams we talk about. They're ahead of you in order for you to get to the postseason. You can get it as a wild card. That's great. Win ten games, but win the division, then you host. It's only March 2nd, but can we fast forward now to September? I mean, that's that's what this move has done for me personally. And I know it's what it's done for a lot of the Bird Gang. It's got you excited about the upcoming season to where maybe a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, based off how 2020 ended, I don't think a lot of people shared a lot of excitement. I know for a stretch there I didn't because I was severely disappointed with week 16 and 17, but you push that aside and you start looking forward and you can only look forward. It does you no good to look back. So, you know, 2020 is in the rear view mirror and we've got to focus now on what this team can do on paper. Yes. But to get better first, as you said, within the division, then in the conference, and then hopefully get on that stage to where you can test yourself against the best in the entire league. And you look at the uh, the division the Cardinals are playing uh, in the AFC next year or this year. Same division J.J. Watt was in. You think they're going to be know where he's going to stand in the lineup? Maybe not. Yeah, it, it to me it's just and, and we talked about this too. And and maybe there wasn't the excitement because you know um, the Cardinals don't have fifty million in cap space. The Cardinals don't have a top five pick. The Cardinals only have five draft picks, but you look at it, they're adding pieces and it's, they're not done yet. So um, it's, it's exciting times. And I can't tell you how many people reached out to me yesterday was on Facebook or Twitter or friends. What number is JJ Watt wearing? And, you know, at the time I'm like, I don't know right now. And they're like, come on, you know, and then I can't tell you how many people want to go out and buy that t-shirt that JJ Watt was wearing. I mean, and then you had people saying, you know, last year, we, we kept our, our, our season tickets, and we're renewing now. And this is just within 24 hours. He brought excitement, passion, and energy to the Valley within the last 24 hours. Well said. And we will put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. On that note, the excitement level in the Valley, something J.J. Watt did touch on as well, quote, there is an energy in the air, and it's not just the Valley, but the entire Cardinals fan base looking forward to 2021. A lot of excitement and well-deserved. Special thanks, as always, to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro. For Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.